Every story in scripture awaits a response. I'm Warren Berkeley with the Laurel Heights Church of Christ in McAllen, Texas. And in these video classes, we've been making our way through the Bible through a survey approach, 17 periods of Bible history. We have arrived at the final class in the series concerning the epistles from Romans over through Revelation. Obviously, just a summary. 17 periods of Bible history started back with Genesis, the creation account. Sin came into the world through Eve and then Adam. God promised evil would be defeated through the seed of woman. Further evidence shows that was a prophecy pointing to the coming of Jesus Christ. In the promises God made to Abraham, that view is reinforced as God says that through the descendants of Abraham, spiritual blessings will be offered to all men. And this begins a thread we can follow throughout the Old Testament to the coming of Christ. God kept the Jewish nation intact, and Christ came from the tribe of Judah. Who Christ is, what he offers, how we receive that offer, that's presented to us in introductory fashion in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. In our most recent class, we observed what is provided by God for us in the book of Acts. The question, what must I do to be saved, is answered, and then the question, what must I do after baptism, is answered. And that brings us to the next major section in the Bible, in our final class, the Epistles of the New Testament. I know some of you have heard me say something like this many times. If you come to a place in your Bible reading and you are not certain what it means, what it involves, just keep reading. So when you first read the book of Acts, after you've read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it will be clear who the Savior is and what you must do to be saved. In fact, you could do this. As you read through the book of Acts, every time you find a condition of salvation, write that down. Hearing the gospel, write that down. Belief, confession, repentance, baptism, write that down. God is telling you what to do to become a Christian, to be a recipient of his grace through Jesus Christ. Now, what do you do after baptism? Well, the book of Acts helps you understand that. But if you'll just keep reading, the epistles provide an even fuller view of what it means to be a Christian, to get up every day and serve God as a follower of Jesus Christ. So in this class period, in this video, we're going to talk about the rest of the New Testament after the book of Acts. I'll have something to say about each book, sometimes maybe just a sentence or two, starting with Romans. Romans is from God through Paul to the church at Rome, and it's for us to read and study. Paul gives the saints at Rome an in-depth understanding 
of God's plan of salvation, the gospel. He states the problem in the first three chapters, and the problem is sin in the human race. Then he begins to explain how the justice of God and the grace of God came to a perfect intersection in the gospel of Christ. Especially in chapters 9 through 11, the inclusion of the Gentiles, that became an issue. That is affirmed as a function of God's sovereignty. And the last part of Romans is the practical instruction Christians need to grow, to treat each other right, to not be conformed to the world as they maintain steadfast reverence for God and good discipleship. First and Second Corinthians, also written by Paul, this time to the church at Corinth. And as you read First Corinthians, something becomes obvious on the opening pages. That local church was a mess, divided, troubled, therefore not pleasing to God. In 1 Corinthians, Paul takes up one problem after the other, and he gives the God-given remedies. He answers their questions, and he calls upon them to take action towards solving their problems. 2 Corinthians may show some evidence of improvement, but Paul had distractors, enemies, persecutors, who sought to undermine his role as an apostle. He had to answer that. Galatians was also written by the Apostle Paul, but to churches plural in that region. In this case, there was a problem Paul needed to address straight on. And at the very beginning of this epistle, this comes out clearly on the opening page. There were some who were preaching a message that wasn't the real gospel. Paul said, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one, but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. There were certain ones so aligned to the ways and traditions of Judaism and so opposed to Gentiles, another message was crafted by men that wasn't the gospel. Paul deals with that in the Galatian letter. In Ephesians, Paul speaks of spiritual blessings in Christ, being in Christ, living under him, who is the head of the church. The final chapters in Ephesians contain simple, practical instruction for living in Christ, being prepared for spiritual battles, good attitudes, walking in a manner worthy of the gospel as members of <clears throat> of the one body. Philippians is a letter Paul wrote to the church at Philippi while being held imprisoned in Rome. The keynote of the letter is joy. He speaks to them about gratitude, unselfish humility, 
being lights to the world, attaining to the resurrection, pressing on. It's uplifting, motivating, instructive from God through Paul to the church at Philippi and for our benefit. Colossians is about the fullness of deity in Christ, who Christ is. As time passed after Pentecost, false teachers arose, and in the vicinity of Colossae, some were not committed to the truth about the person, the deity of Jesus Christ. So the person and work of Christ is central in the Colossian letter. First and second Thessalonians, you recall back in Acts chapter 1, the promise was Jesus would come back. While there were some good people in the church at Thessalonica growing and thriving, there were some who were confused about that second coming, didn't really understand it. Some even thought the Lord had already come. Some had stopped working. Paul deals with all that in the first and second Thessalonian letters. First and second Timothy, Paul writing to a young companion who was a preacher. Instructions about appointing elders, preaching the word, conducting yourself as a faithful worker for the Lord. Likewise in Titus, similar instruction, warnings about what to guard against, admonitions to teach the truth and deal with those who stray from the faith. Very good reading for elders and preachers and all of us in First and Second Timothy and Titus. Philemon is a very personal story about Paul, Philemon, and a man named Onesimus. All three of these men, now Christians, Onesimus had wronged Philemon. Paul is dealing with that in a brotherly way, being a peacemaker with Philemon. Next, we have <coughs> a section sometimes called the general epistles or general letters. Hebrews. The writer isn't named, but the theme is clear. Jews who had obeyed the gospel were becoming weak and going back into Judaism. This letter calls upon them to consider who Jesus is. He is the high priest, and we must keep our eye focused on him. James is a simple, practical book written to Jewish Christians who were dispersed and being mistreated by rich unbelievers. It is loaded with good practical instruction. First and second Peter also to scattered or dispersed Christians and also loaded with good, simple, practical instruction about the Christian's response to God. And in second Peter, a stern warning about mockers, false teachers. First, second, and third John, all about walking in the light of God's word, loving in word and deed, knowing who Christ is, another warning about false teachers, very warm relational teaching, but with clarity about truth versus error. Jude adds another tone of urgency to the presence of false teachers. This is where that phrase is, earnestly contending for the faith, and then the book of Revelation is from God through the apostle John to the seven churches of Asia. Actually, Christ to the churches about their condition and the persecution they would suffer, yet there would be victory. That's the New Testament of Jesus Christ.
given for our learning and our living. Now, during the rest of my time, I want to take us back through our nonstop train ride through the 17 periods of Bible history. This has been fast-paced, a survey, and the purpose is for Bible readers and students to be well acquainted with the timeline through Bible history. Are you ready? Here we go. Class number one, God's creative work, Adam and Eve's sin, the episode with Cain and Abel, and a genealogical table. This is all from the first five chapters in Genesis. Class number two, Noah and the flood. We read about the causes of the flood, the instructions God gave to Noah, the flood itself, and the aftermath. Class number three, the Tower of Babel, which explains the expansion that God wanted of people into nations spread out. Number four was important about Abraham, the promises God made to him. And those promises were transmitted or fulfilled through Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. Number five, Moses takes the people out of Egypt, the descendants of Abraham. Obviously, with God's help, out of Egypt, out into the desert for their long journey toward that land God said he would give to the descendants of Abraham. On that journey, they received the Ten Commandments, and what's happening here is God is slowly working with purpose, fulfilling providentially the promises made to Abraham to build a nation from his descendants, give them a land, and through them, the Savior would come to offer blessings for all. Class number six was about the Jewish people wandering in the wilderness because of their sin 40 years. Number seven, Joshua and the conquest. Number eight, the judges period of chaos. Number nine, the people wanted a king. The United Kingdom period then with coverage of the reigns of Saul, David, and Solomon. The divided kingdom was class number 10. Remember Rehoboam and Jeroboam, the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. Class number 11, we took Judah alone and studied their kings until their downfall to Babylon, leading us to the Babylonian captivity in class number 12. Class number 13, the return back to the homeland, Zerubbabel, Ezra, and Nehemiah. Class number 14, the 400 years of silence. Daniel pointed to that in prophecy between the Testaments is sometimes what we call that. Number 15, the life of Christ. Number 16, the book of Acts. And then number 17, the epistles of the New Testament. We summarized in this lesson. Now, what is the theme? God's plan to redeem man through Christ. We become participants in that plan when we obey the gospel. And after we obey the gospel, we are followers of Christ by devoting ourselves to the teachings of the apostles written in the New Testament. 17 periods of Bible history comes to a close with this video. What's next? 
What's next is a complete study of the book of Acts, one chapter per class. That begins next Sunday, November 15. YouTube videos and the Zoom class presented by the Laurel Heights Church of Christ. Thank you. Your comments are welcomed.